Good evening, everyone. I believe that um, we've had a wonderful time today. May the Lord strengthen us. Uh, we, are, we are taking um, this parable, um, the wise and foolish builder. And there are two scriptures, basic scriptures. One in the Matthew account, the account of Matthew, and the other one in Luke. I'll quickly read <clears throat> the two scriptures, two passages of the scriptures. Then I'll come back to what we'll be talking about. Let me start with Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. It says, Therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and does them. I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended and the floods came and the windows blew and beat upon that house and it fell not for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and does them not should be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. And it came to pass when Jesus had handed these things, the people were astonished at his doctrine for he taught them as one having authority, not as the scribes. And let's quickly look at Luke before we continue. Luke chapter six. I will read from verse 36. To 49. It says, And why, and why called me Lord, Lord, and do not do, and do not the things which I say? Whosoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you to whom he is like. He's like a man which built a house and did deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. But he that hears and does and does, and does not is like a man that, that without a foundation built a house upon the earth against which the stream did beat vehemently and immediately it fell and the ruin of that house was great. I want to thank the leadership for also giving me this opportunity again to share the word this evening. We do not take it for granted. And I believe that the Lord, our hearts are open to receive that which the Lord has for us tonight. Now, this is um, part of the teaching of the parable that Jesus spoke about and he taught uh, on what we, that is generally known as the Sermon on the Mount. So where the master taught his disciples deep teachings that, hey, what I'm saying to you now, if you practice, you will chart the course of your life 
to the right direction. But you see, many times people are well taught, but do not practice what was taught. And by practicing what was taught makes you stand out and they will regard you as being wise. What a man who does not practice what he was taught would be qualified as being foolish. And you know, for instance, also you see an architect or a builder will learn how to build from his boss or his trainer. Nothing was hidden from him as he was being taught. That he was given the fundamental principles of building. He taught. It was taught when you when you when when you want to build uh, made blocks and all that. For instance, not a builder, but I'm just giving an instance. Maybe you said okay, in the the wheelbarrow, this is a portion of the wheelbarrow. The, the wheelbarrow you can use maybe twenty bags of cement and so on to get. Uh, 20 blocks, for instance. And imagine that same man who was taught exactly everything that he needs to know about building blocks. So when it was time for him to do that, he used 10 blocks and 10 bags of cement. Of course, you know that that house, if it's a house that is being built, it will become a catastrophe. So he was, he was taught, was he not? He was. But did he do the right thing that he was taught? No. So, so you see, many times people are taught well, but it is the choice of the listener to do or not to do. So when Jesus said that in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, whoever, that is anyone who hears, meaning that who understands these teachings, this subject of discourse of mine, and does them, this person will be compared or likened or to be a wise and thoughtful, intelligent man or person. Because he has put what he's learning to practice. If we do not understand the purpose of Jesus' teaching. How can we go through life? You see, this is why, you know, you cannot take it. The right teaching views us up. And just like a building, you build from the foundation, from down to up. You don't build, you don't build from up to down, but from down to up. And it gives you a solid foundation. The foundation must be solid that can withstand the test of time. You know, you know, we know how sometimes when you are leaving home for the first time to school and how our parents will say came from home. Don't forget to be, we are trying to tell you that the teachings that we have given you, don't throw it away. When you get out there, it's an opportunity for you to practice them, to put them into practice, because many things will come to challenge that scripture as learned. This challenge is coming to challenge that which you learned. I learned that mixed life is off. 
Am I still on on Zoom? Can I, am I still being heard? Can I get that in the WhatsApp group if I'm still being heard? You heard loud and clear. Okay, sir. Thank you, sir. So let me continue. So, so every opportunity, there will be an opportunity for us, for you to learn when you're leaving the house. So test challenges and all sorts will come. So when you leave it out, you'll be regarded as a wise man or a wise woman. Now, before Jesus came down from the mount in chapter eight, no, it's like, when he was giving that teaching in, 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 in chapter 7 from verse 24, it's like he's telling them, giving them his closing words to his disciples before he would come down from the mount. So he said, so everyone who hears these words of mine, I like that. The words that Jesus, was, he said, these words of mine, I'm not telling you the words of some other person, but the words of mine, he said, will be a sensible, prudent, practical, wise man who built his house upon the rock. Upon the rock. They say verse 26. In verse 26, he says, and everyone that hears these things of mine and does not do them will be like a stupid or foolish man who built his house upon the sand. Now, if you look at the passage we've just read now, the one that builds on the rock and the other one that builds on the sand, the same thing the same thing happened to both of them in verse 25 and in verse 27. The same thing. He said the rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew and beat against that house. The same thing. There was nothing different that happened between the two of them. But there was something wrong about the building of the house. The same conditions happened to both of them. One fell and the other one did not. Now you see, our Lord is a righteous judge. I think in, uh, I think in that same Matthew chapter five, one of the verses there, the Bible talks about that he makes the son, as it's the, I think the old king just puts it, its own, its own son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. I think Matthew chapter 5, 45. The same challenge is confronted the buildings. One stood and another, the other one fell. The other fell because of something. The choice to do and the choice not to do. You see, during our rain, this rainy season now in Nigeria, when it, when it starts, when it begins, 
in some areas it may it may not be raining in another area it may be raining but in the, in the but in that area when it's raining in a particular area the rain beats all the houses in that area but when it rains very hard and the stormy and it's so windy you will see some roofs giving way while some will remain and it is the same level of storm the same even in our, in our area, the, I think what that is in May was there about that it rained. When we came out the following day morning, we saw that some people's roof are off. Some are still standing. The same. So this, it, it applies to our lives as Christians. We will go through challenges. We will go through trials. We will go through problems. Storms, whichever way you want to call it. So when we go through all these things, would you be standing? And Jesus said, these things I have spoken to you, that in me, you will have peace. In the world, you shall have tribulation. So be of good cheer. I have overcome it, John 16, 33. I want to read that same passage of the scripture in the Amplified Classic. John 16, verse 33. That's the last verse in um, the book of John chapter 16. The Bible says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world, you will have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration, imagine. In the world, you will have tribulation, you will have trials, you will have distress, you will have frustration. But it says, be, but be of good cheer, take courage, be confident, certain, undaunted, for I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you and I've conquered it for you. Now, if as a Christian, you are not faced with one challenge or the other, check if you're on the right track. I remember, you know, some years ago when I was um, <clears throat> driving my dad to Ibadan, as we're going after some time, I didn't even notice me. I just wanted to get to where we're going. He sat in front with me. We're just driving. We're just moving and going on and on and on. Suddenly, he told me to, to slow down and asked why. He said, can't you see that no one is overtaking you on this busy road? I said, ah. So you've been, and he said, you have been driving for about 25 minutes. No one has overtook you. I said, ah, I don't understand. He said, that means that you are running too much. So slow down. I took his counsel because I know that he's been driving for years, even before I was born. So I just said, okay, this person, this person, somebody who has driven to, to uh, the north, driven to the east and all that. So... Uh, I said, yes, it may be right. 
is right because I just suddenly realized that nobody is has overtaken me since so, so I may be running too much. I just even checked my dashboard. I saw hey, this is really, really, I just slowed down. So as a child of God, we go through things, but we come out better. There's always a reason and a purpose of going through some stuff. So interestingly is with us when we go through it. Interestingly is with us when we go through it. Isaiah 43, verse 2. I want to read from the NLT. Isaiah 43. Forty-three, verse two. The Bible says, "When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burnt up. The flames will not consume you." I want us to take note of something. He says, "When." When, when you go through the waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, I will be with you. When you walk through the fire, when, when. Now, Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians, chapter eleven. It's going to be a long read on this one, but I'll just skip a few verses. Verse um, 16. So again, I say, don't think that I'm a fool to talk, uh, to talk like this. But even if you do, listen to me as you would to a foolish person. While I also boast a little, such boasting is not from the Lord, but I'm acting like a fool. And since others boast about their human achievements, I will too. After all, you think you are so wise, but you enjoy putting up with fools. You put up with it when someone enslaves you, takes everything you have, takes advantage of you, takes control of everything, and slaps you in the face. I'm ashamed to say that we have been too weak to do that. But whatever they, they dare to boast about, I'm talking like a fool again. I dare to boast about it too. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they descendants of Abraham? So am I. Are they servants of Christ? I know I sound like a madman, but I have served him far more. I have worked at being put in prison more often, being whipped times without number, and faced death again and again. Five different times the Jewish leaders gave 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned, three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and a day adrift at sea. I have traveled on many long journeys. I have faced danger from rivers and from robbers. I have faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. I have faced danger in the cities, in the desert and on the seas. I have faced danger from men who claim to be believers. Imagine that. Are we reading it? Has any of this happened to us? I have worked hard and long, enduring many sleepless nights. 
I have been hungry and thirsty, and I have often gone without food, trusting me, but you went without food. I have shivered in the cold without Besides all these, I have the daily burden of my concern for all the churches. Who is weak without my feeling that, that feeling that weakness? Who is led astray? And I do not burn with anger. I must boast. Show you how weak I am. God the Father and our Lord Jesus, who is worthy of eternal praise, knows I am not lying. Hallelujah. What am I trying to say? When the storm comes, when the challenges comes, when the problems comes, are you standing? In your house, you be able to withstand it. There's a reason, there's a purpose why challenges come to us. So many times we learn patience from it. There's a lesson to learn. Even the self-afflicted ones, you learn something from it. How do one know that he uh, is foolish by doing foolish things? <laughs> How do one know that he is wise? It's by doing wise things. So even the afflictions we put on ourselves, we learn that it was caused by us, and next time we know how not to allow that to happen again. Now we may ask ourselves, what is the purpose of this parable? The purpose is to know how to build on the rock or on the solid foundation. The answer is in Jesus' statement. Whoever hears these teachings of mine and does them. Now, Jesus did not say, whoever hears the teaching of mine. He continued and said, whoever hears this teaching of mine, and that person does it. Now, what is this teaching? Now, this teaching started, like I said, from chapter five. Jesus spoke about you are the salt of the earth, the light of the world. He talked about murder and anger. He talked about temptations. He talked about oaths. He talked about forgiveness, seeing treasures in heaven. He talked about so many things. He talked about even do not worry about judging and being joy, giving, he talked about the difference. And like that, and he said, if you hear these statistics, if you understand this teaching of mine, and you put them into practice, you will be like the person. That even when the rain comes, when the wind blows, the foundation, the house will still be standing. Now, and I want, I want us to now look at Luke's uh, account. I love this Luke's account so much. 
It says, and why call me, verse 46, Luke 6, verse 46, why call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things which I say? <laughs> why do you keep calling me Lord? When you don't do what I say, it's like saying, don't call me Lord, Lord, because you are not doing what I'm saying. In other words, you are not obeying me. What's the essence of calling me Lord? And that word Lord means supremacy, supreme in authority. What is the meaning of the word supreme? It means highest in rank or highest in authority. So in other words, Jesus was saying that if I am truly the highest in rank in authority over you because you call me Lord, so a Lord is somebody that when the Lord instructs, you do it. So what's the essence of me of you calling me Lord and you are not doing what I'm saying? So we need to even pause. X-ray yourself. Judge yourself. But have you been calling him Lord, Lord, and you are not doing what is telling you. And what is Jesus telling us? They are all written in the pages of scriptures. All there. You may want to ask, what are those words? They are in the Bible. Everywhere. So for you to call me Lord, you must do the things I say. I did not say these things of my own. I hear from the Father and I say then, you see, hearing is good though, but do not be hearers only as the scripture says. James chapter one, do not be hearers only. Let me read James chapter 1, verse 22. See, I'm reading from the NLT. But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Don't just listen to God's word. I'm taking it slowly. You must do what it says. Otherwise, meaning that if you're not doing it, otherwise, you are fooling, think that you are fooling somebody else. No, we're not fooling somebody else. We are fooling ourselves. Just like a child, whom the father or the parent is always is telling him or her, do this and do that, do this and do that. Even us, we too, we, 
we didn't obey our parents in some things growing up. So when you're not a parent, you say, oh, is what my daddy or my mommy was doing that to me that time. Oh, now I understand. Now I understand. We are fooling ourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself while walking away and forget what you look like. But if you look at, if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. Imagine a man want to go to the office and he wore his trousers first. And he carried his boxers and wore on top of the box, the trouser. And wore his shirt. The other way around, the buttons are behind. And his tie is behind him. And he looked at himself in the mirror and he says, wow, man, not too much this morning. I'm looking very nice. And he goes to the office. He looked at himself and he goes. The moment he steps outside his compound, they will look at him and say, oh, Omashio, the newest madman in town. And he's looking so nice. It's just like that. No, no. You, we, when we carefully look at the perfect law that sets us free, and if you do what it says, and don't forget, meaning there is a likelihood for us to forget, especially when we are faced with floods. When we are faced with challenges, when we are faced with a storm, when they come raging, we tend to forget. We tend to forget the law, the law that we have behold. But if you don't forget, the Bible says that then God will bless you for doing it. When you don't forget and you do it, God will bless you for doing it. So we need to learn how to, how to apply the teachings of Jesus in our lives. You see, this life of a Christian, we don't graduate from it. We learn and apply the word of God every day of our lives. We should remain a learner and a student till we meet him. Nobody graduates from this work with God. So Luke's account said, whosoever comes to me and hears my sins and does them is like a man building a house who dug deep 
and laid the foundation on the rock. Who dug deep? Why should he dig deep? This is a different state account of Luke from Matthew. You see, builders who dig so deep when, when they want to raise the skyscraper, for instance, depending on the size of the building or the texture of the, or the condition of the soil and other factors that they consider before building a skyscraper in the location. You see, they, they dig so deep, depending on how high the number of uh, levels or stories in the building. They dig so deep, and you know, when they are digging so deep, you know, there are some things they find. They find all sorts, deaths, things that are not supposed to, as they're digging, they're removing the, this one is not, let's remove all these things, let them not have effect on the foundation. Let's remove them. Yes, man. So the, 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 he dug so deep, and the skyscraper, like I was told, or something that sometimes, depending, it can go 150 deep, feet deep underground, depending on what he wants to carry up. So while they are digging, they will be bringing out some dirt, all sorts of things found in the ground. They'll just be bringing out, making sure that nothing stands in the way till it gets to the bedrock. You know, say, okay, let's lay the foundation here. Folks, you see, when we come to the Lord, we come with some things inherited from our past lives that we need to let go for us to have a solid foundation. Need to let go. Need to let those things go. And that's why the Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, we say, and be not conformed to the world, to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. By the renewing of your mind. So as children of God, we don't carry some things along our path as we have a walk within. That's why even that same book of James that we read, verse 21, the Bible says, so get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives. And humbly accept, I'm reading from the NLT. So get rid of all the guilt and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word God has planted in your heart. For it has the power to save your souls. See, lay apart, that is, repent of all these things, all these filthiness, all these things, all this uh, baggage things that you are not supposed to come with as a child of God. Say, put them aside, lay them aside. There are some people when they get saved or before they get saved, the, the, 
they hardly believe on things. They are so negative-minded. It has become, it has taken so much hold, a root in them that when they now become saved, they still carry it along, such that even when the word of God is coming, it has become a stronghold in their minds that they don't want to let go. They hardly believe anything. They are so full of doubts, even as a non-believer, and they come like that as a believer, as a Christian. They come like that as a Christian. So that so even when they, they are sick, for instance, when they are sick in their body, and you say, "Do you know that you can get well?" This kind of sickness, me, I cannot get well. Full of doubt. Those are the things, some of the things that we should get rid of, dig so deep and uproot in our lives and throw them away so that they don't stand in the way of becoming solid. Some, you know, some are so full of. Uh, Traditions, traditions of men, too full of traditions. So they carried from as an unbeliever to becoming a Christian. So the thing stands in their way. And you know that there are some Christians who believe that I can marry two wives. And they'll tell you that I know that the Bible is against it, but my tradition, my tradition allows it. My tradition allows it. So since my tradition, if my tradition allows it, it is fine with me. And in Mark chapter 7, verse 5. Mark 7, chapter, chapter 7, from verse 5. The Bible says, Then the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, Why do your disciples do not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat bread with unwashed hands? And Jesus answered and said to them, Well, did Isaiah, well, did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites? As it is written, these people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me, and in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandment of men. For laying aside the commandment of God, you hold the tradition of men, the washing of pitchers and cups, and many such and many other such things you do. He said to them, All too well, he said to them, All too well, you reject the commandment of God. That you, may re- that you may keep your tradition. For Moses said, honor your father and your mother. And he who curses father or mother, let him be put to death. But you say, if a man says to his father or mother, whatever, whatever profit you might have received from me is covered, that is a gift to God, then you no longer let him do anything for his father or his mother. Now, you have now made the word of God of no effect through your tradition, which you have handed down. 
and many such things you do. Many people hold their traditions highly than the word of God and it should be the reverse. There are many things, folks, that we need to dig out of our lives. That we need to pull out of our life. That we need to get rid of. The Lord will be pointing them to you. There are many things that has held us so held us down for too long that we need to dig deep to remove. Just as Luke accounts enjoys us to do. They dug so deep. He dug so deep. Such that when the flood will arise and the stream beat vehemently upon the house, could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. It was founded on the rock. But you know, he said, but he that hears and does not is like a man that without a foundation built a house upon the earth, against which the stream did beat vehemently and immediately, the Bible says, immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. And the ruin of that house was great. Folks, I want to encourage us tonight. We need to look deep. Search ourselves and see what is standing in the way between you and God. We are the ones that will get rid of them. We are the ones that will dig deep to find out those things because God will do exceedingly above, abundantly above all that we think or imagine. He will help us to get rid of those things. So I want to encourage us tonight to become a wise builder. And I believe that God is helping each and every one of us to become so. The most important thing that is that you are growing because when you look at your life, you were not like this in time past. I am still growing. I am still digging deep to remove some things that are probably standing in the way. So that when the storm comes vehemently, because my house is built upon the rock, is built upon Jesus, because I'm able to hear and understand what Jesus said, and I'm able to do, so my house will be standing 
upon the rock, Jesus. When the come, when the storm comes, I will be standing. So I encourage us tonight. God helping each and every one of us to be a wise builder. And not a foolish one. That the difference between the wise and the foolish is in Jesus' statement. The difference is that one had and did it. The other one didn't hear. The other one here, but he didn't do it. It's two different things. It is good to hear, but it's not good to hear alone. It's good to hear and do. Just like the Bible talks about, um, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of his mouth. So it's good to have bread, but bread alone will not take you far. What will take you far is that the every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, you are able to walk in it. So our dear father tonight, I present everyone, including myself, to the word of grace that is able to build us up and give us an inheritance that is in Christ Jesus. My brothers and sisters, tonight we pray that as instructing as Jesus' word is, that he that keeps my word, he that hears my word, he that understands my word and does them. Let me compare him to be like a man who built a house on a solid foundation. So when the rain comes, when the flood comes, when the, when the, when the storm rages, that house will still be standing. Father, you have been building us up here a little, there a little. We meet almost every day, building us up because the storm is coming. The flood will come. It will come. The wind will blow. They will all come. But not because we have been founded on a rock. Our foundation is standing on you. Of your sins that we have understood and of your sins that we, have, that we are doing and practicing, we will stand strong. Every one of us will stand strong. 
We bless your holy name tonight. We bless your holy name tonight. We will not become a year of your word only, but the doer of it. We will not become a forgetful year of your word. Your sayings are all written in the pages of scriptures. We will learn from them and we will live by them. We thank you, righteous Father, for in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen.